Having said this, 
Lord Krishna, who is Vishnu himself, picked up Govardhan Hill with one hand and held it aloft just as easily as a child holds up a mushroom. Purport. It is confirmed in the Haribamsa that Sri Krishna picked up the Govardhan mountain with his left hand. Sadrita Sangato Meghair Giri Sabnena Panina. With his left hand, he picked up that mountain which was touching the clouds. According to Srila Vishwanath Chakrabarti Thakur, when Lord Krishna was preparing to lift Govardhan Hill, a partial expansion of his Yogamaya potency, named Samhariki, temporarily removed all the rain from the sky, so that as he ran very swiftly from the porch of his house to the mountain, neither his turban nor other garments became wet. Om Ajnantimidandasya Jnananjanatsalakaya Chakshurun Vidhitamjena Tasmai Sri Guradainamaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Svayam Rupakadamayam Tatati Svapadantikam Vandeham Sri Gurav Sri Chutapadakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahakana Raghunathan Bitham Tham Sajivam Sadvaitam Sapadutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanda Radha Kanda Namostate Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Brinda Baneshwari Brishabhanu Sate Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Bhansha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patithanam Babanibhyo Vaishnavibhyo Namo Namaha Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasati Gauda Bhakta Brinda Hare Krishna Having said this, Lord Krishna, who is Vishnu himself, picked up Govardhan Hill 
with one hand and held it aloft just as easily as a child holds up a mushroom. We are reading today from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 25, entitled Krishna Lifts Govardhan Hill, Text 19. I am very grateful to be back home with all of you. Hare Krishna. Last night we celebrated Sharad Purnima. The formal night of the month of Sharad where Krishna called upon the gopis with the song of his flute. Today we are, according to our progressive reading of Srimad Bhagavatam, reading of Krishna as a child of seven, lifting this enormous mountain with his left hand with the ease of a ordinary child lifting a mushroom. Srila Prabhupada when he was describing the nature of the gopi's love for Krishna and the Rasalila. He explained how people take this cheaply. Even ordinary people, maybe with some knowledge or mystic cities, whatever, they also want to have such Rasalila. But Srila Prabhupada explained, if you want to have Ras Lila, first you have to lift Govardhan Hill <laughs> and hold it up with the little finger of your left hand for seven days. If you can do that, then you can consider being part of the Ras Lila, of enjoying like Krishna. So these pastimes are all taking place in the holy month of Kartik. Yesterday we have begun the celebration of Kartik. Aracharyas have revealed that this month is especially blessed with um, the grace of Srimati Radharani who is the ultimate bestower, the ultimate origin of all spiritual love. And if we um, meditate upon some of the events that take place in Kartik, 
we find that it is a month filled with pastimes of Krishna's intimate loving reciprocation with his devotees. And the devotees' intimate loving reciprocation with Krishna. We will discuss a few of those pastimes very briefly. Last night, as the full moon was rising, Krishna was inspired to fulfill the hearts of the devotees of the gopis' love. Previously, they worshipped the goddess Katyayani at Chirgat for a whole month doing tapasya, begging for and praying and yearning for Krishna to be their husband. With the selfless spirit to give their body, mind, words, and and lives exclusively for Krishna's service. They did not want any distractions, materially or spiritually. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in this verse is teaching us how we are supposed to chant the holy names of the Lord. And actually, this verse is explaining very perfectly the consciousness of the gopis of Vrindavan. They were not concerned with wealth. They were not concerned with family. They were not concerned with safety, with prestige. They had no interest in mystical cities. They had no interest in liberation from suffering. They only wanted to serve Krishna, to please Krishna. This was the purity of their love. Krishna, who is seated in every heart, knows our intentions and will reciprocate. So he went to the Bamsibat, an ancient banyan tree, on the bank of Yamuna, and played upon his flute. The love of his heart emerged through his lips into the flute, and then manifested as a most enchanting song. That song, which is Krishna's love, manifested into the air, into the atmosphere, and entered the ears of each gopi. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu described 
When that flute song entered the ears of gopis, it was like a bird coming in and making a nest so nothing else could get in or out. And it entered into their hearts. Totally attracted them, conquered them with love. His love through that sweet flute song, his love entered into each of their hearts. Personally, individually. It's not like when you go to a concert and you listen to good music. Everyone's hearing the same music. But in this case, each gopi, Krishna sending that song intimately, individually, personally to them. It's practically as if they're hearing their own name being called by Krishna's flute, saying, please come. So they reciprocated with Krishna's love. And they left everything. Some were milking cows and didn't even bother to remove the bucket from under the cow. They just went to the forest. Some were serving their families and just left the pot on the table and went out. Some were dressing but they were so eager to satisfy Krishna that they put the top half of their dress on the bottom part of their body and the bottom part on the Some were putting mascara and they put on one eye and forgot the other. <laughs> These are... This was their eagerness to serve Krishna. That they became aloof to material energy. And when they came before, after running through the forest in the night, when they came before Krishna, he congratulated them for surrendering everything just to reciprocate with his love. And he showed his gratitude. He said, now that you have satisfied me and you've seen the beautiful moonlit forest of Vrindavan, now you should go home because it's proper. They began to cry. They cried in such a way And they explained to Krishna that you are the Paramatma. You are the soul in everyone's heart. And when you leave somebody's body, it just becomes a dead corpse. Nobody loves the corpse. Bury it, burn it, whatever it may be. It is the living force that we love, not the body. And all living beings are part and parcel of you. It is you within the heart that is the source of everyone's object of love. So Krishna was very pleased. In fact, he was defeated. 
and to the gopis only wanted Krishna's pleasure Krishna's only wanted gopis pleasure and they began to dance again Krishna he um, he made it he gave each gopi the experience that he's only with that particular gopi they are thinking Krishna is exclusively mine and I am exclusively Krishna's in this way Krishna's Raspihari Bhakti Charu Swami Maharaj explained that there was 16,000 gopis that Krishna was dancing with and he quoted from Garga Samhita where there were millions of gopis beyond that this is how Krishna has the capacity to love for each of us if we give attention to somebody there's usually somebody that doesn't like us because why why not me that's because we're jivatmas we're only a little part of Krishna because we're a part of Krishna because a part and parcel of Sri Radha's love is inherent as the nature and the essence of our very soul we could show some love but Krishna he can show total love if there's a vast unlimited ocean he could give not just a drop to everyone we could give a drop to Krishna and Krishna's one drop of his love can drown the entire universe but Krishna can give that entire ocean to each and every one of his devotees and each and every devotee in this case is thinking he's only giving to me now we don't become proud we become humbled Krishna is so merciful now the gopis they were thinking themselves so fortunate and Krishna wants to teach lessons on so many levels on one level the gopis were pure and completely free of ego but because there was this sense that um, Krishna is only with me no one else there's a resemblance of ego to that so Krishna wanted to tolerate he does not ex- he disappears when there is ego so he left gopis the actual reason is Srimati Radharani was among all those devotees dancing and she simply knew Krishna's heart that Krishna wants to be alone with me so she left and seeing her not there Krishna left everyone else to search for Srimati Radharani 
And he was actually crying in separation for her. All the gopis, the thrill of the ecstasy of their love, dancing with Krishna, became intense feelings of separation. Srimad Bhagavatam describes how they were roaming through the forests looking for Krishna. How they were totally absorbed. The perfection of the Astanga Yoga system is samadhi. Total absorption. Where the mind does not fluctuate. It's just completely immersed in an absorbed state. <clears throat> and the highest samadhi, bhaktyatvananeya shakya Krishna explains the highest samadhi is to be absorbed in loving service. And the gopis, total absorption in Krishna, in separation. They were chanting about Krishna's leelas and they were reenacting Krishna's leelas. And ultimately they came near the bank of the Yamuna in the forest and are actually on the way. They saw the little footprints of Krishna with another gopi. And that's when Shukadeva Goswami reveals the supreme glory of Srimati Radharani. Where the other gopis, some commentators say it was Lalita Saki, she said, of all of us, of all gopis, this one, her love and her worship for Krishna is the topmost. And Krishna, Krishna left everyone only to reciprocate with her love. They were not envious. Ultimately, they were glorifying her. Glorifying her. Because, you see, in Krishna consciousness, it's not about me. It's about Krishna. We simply want Krishna to be happy. And if this gopi is giving the ultimate experience of happiness to Krishna, then let us glorify her. But still, Krishna was calling them within their hearts. So they went on searching. And then they found Srimati Radharani. Because she too was thinking... Krishna left everyone just for me. So Krishna left her. And they all went together. The Gopi Gita was sung by them. It was Sankirtan. They were all chanting together these beautiful prayers in glorification and separation from Krishna. From their hearts. And when they came near the Yamuna bank and they were singing, singing the Gopi Gita, 
together. Previously, they were all kind of individually seeking Krishna, individually in their own meditations, but now they were really performing kirtan together. They all felt for each other. Their love for Krishna, their, their many hearts became one heart as they cried out the holy name. And it was not just all the gopis' hearts that became one heart, it was all living beings. Last night, in the Vrindavan forest in the moonlight, Astasaki Devi, my exalted God sister, she was telling how the trees, the plants, the birds, the insects, the animals, the particles of dust on the ground, everyone's hearts were so affected by the gopis' love that they all became one. Everyone was in a transcendental state, pathetically crying in separation from Krishna. This is the power of satsang, or association. When we associate with people who, who really love Krishna, or who genuinely want to love Krishna, if our hearts are open and humble, then that association can deeply affect us. When the gopis together were crying for Krishna, every living being in the forest, their hearts became one with that same type of experience and separation from And suddenly Krishna, who could no longer um, resist reciprocating with his devotee's love, he appeared to them. And again, he glanced at each gopi as if he was glancing only at her. And he began to reciprocate with their desire to serve him. The gopis asked a question, which is a very significant question, because it reveals Krishna's um, Krishna's spirit of love in reciprocation. The gopis asked in such a way to kind of chastise Krishna for leaving them. They said, some people, they reciprocate affection with those who are affectionate toward them. Some people, they give affection even to people who are inimical and don't give any affection. And some people don't give affection to anyone, whether they're affectionate or not affectionate. 
please explain this to us. Krishna told that one who reciprocates affection by giving affection to those who are affectionate toward them are selfish. They're not truly following religious principles. Because if that person did not give them what they want, what makes them happy, they wouldn't reciprocate at all. But those who are by nature merciful, like a mother or a father, they will give affection to anyone even if they're not affection, even if they're inimical. Such persons follow the true principles of religion and they are real well-wishers. And some people, because they're spiritually self-satisfied, they're not really, they're, they're aloof to the affection or enmity of this world or people who are materially content, which means they're just you know, so much enjoying sense gratification, they're not really looking for anything else. Or people who are simply ungrateful, or envious of their superiors. Those different types of people, they do not show affection to anyone. But then Krishna said, but the reason why I left you, he said, the reason why I sometimes do not immediately appear to reciprocate with the love of my devotees is only to intensify their love. Just like a poor man who's given a great treasure. And then, after realizing one's good fortune, he loses that treasure. Then that person can think nothing else about what he had and what he lost. In a similar way, when I do not appear to reciprocate with my devotees, it only increases and intensifies their yearning, their longing, and their love for me. He said, I left you only to increase your love for me. And while I was away, I was constantly loving you. And it was, it was my love for you that was inciting your love for me. And then he told the gopis that you left all the securities of your homes, you left your social reputation, you risked your very life and all your comforts all to please me. 
with pure love. He said, even in a lifetime of Brahma, I have no capacity to repay your devotion. I am forever your debtor. Sarvaloka Maheshwaram means Krishna is the proprietor of all the planets and all the universes. In the cosmic manifestation, Krishna is the owner of everything. And in the spiritual world, which is far greater than material existence, Krishna is the proprietor of everything that exists. Our experience, we only know this little speck of an earth planet. But there's Indra Loka, there's Swarga Loka, Mahar Loka, Jana Loka, Tapa Loka, Brahma Loka. Then there's Mahesh Loka, beyond material existence, beyond the Vyajra and the spiritual sky. And there's all these unlimited Vaikuntha Lokas. And there's Goloka. Krishna says, with all I have, I cannot repay you. Just be satisfied with your love for me. Then they began their Raslila. So this beautiful story, Krishna's revealing the nature of bhakti in its purest essential form of love. In today's verse, in this month of Kartik, Krishna saw that Indra had some false pride. This is a serious thing. Now, when Krishna is dealing with it on a very intimate, rasik level, we understand it's simply love. But there's also the message for us. that it is the ego that is the one impediment between us and Krishna. It's the ahankar, the ego alone, that keeps us trapped in suffering. But yet we're so attached to it. It causes us to make offenses to others. Indra's a great devotee. But he had ego. So Krishna wanted to smash his ego. And he gave a certain type of separation from Indra. They were preparing the Indra Puja. And Krishna told Nanda Maharaj and the other cowherd men that what is this Indra? Whatever Karmakanda, whatever good things we do, then Indra is a demigod. He just has to reciprocate and give us what we want. So let us offer this puja to Govardhan Hill, to the cows and to the Brahmins. And they did. And Indra was so angry because he was expecting something for himself. And he didn't get it. He was outraged. He was insulted. 
and he sent these Sambataka clouds, torrents and torrents of rains. And it's explained here that Yogamaya made it so that Krishna didn't even get wet when he left the porch of his house and ran to Govardhan Hill and lifted it. With the effortlessness of an ordinary child lifting a mushroom. And said, now everyone come under Govardhan Hill. This was such a beautiful experience. Kavi Karnapur explains so beautifully how all the devotees were standing and reciprocating the intimacy of ecstatic love with Krishna, who was in his darshan of Giridhari, for seven days and seven nights continually. No one, no one went to sleep during those seven days. It was just too good fortune. Because generally, Yashodamaya and Nanda Maharaj, they're with Krishna in the mornings and the evenings, and then they put him to sleep, and then during the day, he's with the gopas. And they're feeling separation during those times. And when Krishna's with the gopas and the cows and the calves, um, they're all with Krishna, but then at night, they're all feeling separation. And the gopis, they're feeling separation except for those very, very precious moments when they can be with Krishna. But here, everyone was with Krishna 24 hours a day. And the love between all of them. Yashodamai was seeing Krishna as a mother this gigantic mountain is sitting on his little finger. It must hurt his finger so much. And Yashodamai is praying from the core of her heart. Now, for those of you who are mothers and fathers, you know what kind of prayer when you see your child in a very, very helpless, difficult situation. From the core of her heart, she was praying out of sympathy for Krishna. Please, Govardhan, make yourself light. Because you're so hard and Krishna's fingers so soft. Please, don't hurt my son's finger. And he looks so hungry. And she started preparing different types of Krishna's favorite food and, and asking Subal, please put it in Krishna's mouth. And the gopas, they were thinking this, this mountain must be so heavy because they're in, in Vatsalyaras. Sometimes they're putting sticks under the mountain to make it so it's not so heavy on Krishna. And the gopas are, are just joking with Krishna and saying all sweet things and Krishna's joking with them. And the gopis, they're just gazing upon Krishna. And each gopi, each resident of Vrindavan is thinking Krishna's only gazing at me. And through their glance, they were taking Krishna into the core of their hearts. And Krishna was 
was embracing them and they were embracing Krishna in their hearts. The most intimate loving exchange was happening simply through their glances. And the cows and the calves, they were doing the same. This was a festival of love like none other that the world has ever seen is Krishna under Govardhan Hill. So beautiful. It seems like he's preoccupied holding up the hill. He's standing like this. He's hardly moving. But yet through his glances, through his smiles, he's perfectly satisfying every calf, every cow, every peacock, every bird, every animal, every, every gopa and every gopi of all ages. Just according to their love, he's reciprocating perfectly and fully while he's standing, holding over Daniel. <clears throat> At one time, he plays his flute. One hand's holding Govardhan, the other, he, he starts playing his flute. And some of the gopas, Madhu Mangal, they say, Krishna, stop playing your flute. Don't play your flute. And the cowherd boys were joking in this way, but they were serious too. They said, We have seen when you play your flute, then liquid objects become so ecstatic that they become paralyzed and solid. The Yamuna River stops flowing. And solid objects melt. So if you play your flute, Govardhan's going to be so ecstatic like the rest of us that he's going to melt in ecstasy. And if he melts in ecstasy, then all of us will be completely devastated. So stop playing your flute. <laughs> and another cowherd boy said, no, no, Govardhan is a very sober person. He will not, he will not do that. Keep playing your flute. <laughs> In this way, the gopas, the gopis, everyone is reciprocating with Krishna. For seven days and seven nights. the sweetest exchange of love. And Govardhan himself, he is Krishna himself, he's also Haridas Varya, he's also playing the role of the greatest devotee of Krishna. In all the seven days, Indra was sending massive thunderbolts to try to demolish Govardhan because not a drop of rain could get on Krishna or any of his family or friends because of Govardhan being such a good umbrella so he was sending the, the most powerful thunderbolts of the universe constantly on, the, on Giriraj and he was sending the most powerful winds to somehow blow Giriraj off the tip of Krishna's finger. Cyclones, hurricanes, tornadoes, everything. 
like the world has never seen. And he sent such rains. uh, It didn't fall in drops. It fell in pillars, big pillars. But it is described that Govardhan, he was so much in the samadhi of total absorption, of feeling the tip, the tip of Krishna's little finger underneath him. Today, Govardhan Hill is 21 kilometers around. And in those days, he was many, many, many times bigger than today. We can imagine how much bigger. Because when Krishna lifted Govardhan Hill, the peaks of Govardhan actually were in the clouds. So, just that little experience of Krishna's finger on him was giving, was infusing him with such ecstasy of Krishna's love that he didn't even notice all the thunderbolts or the rains or the winds. Param drishtvani vartate. When you experience the higher taste of Krishna's love and all the things of this world, they're happening. You know they're happening. You see them, you feel them, but it really has no relevance. How Krishna was reciprocating with love and Giriraj. And after the seven days and seven, and even the animals on top of Govardhan Hill, because they were so energized by Krishna's experience of touching Giriraj. Even they were just roaming around having a good time in the rain. (laughs) Indra could not give the slightest anxiety to anyone. In fact, of all the millions of trees that were on Govardhan Hill in those days, he didn't have the power to separate a single leaf from any tree with cyclones and tornadoes and he was like beating his elephant and he was beating the Sambhartaka more, more, more and they were like (laughs) (laughs) the clouds of devastation were totally exhausted because they couldn't even remove a single blade of grass a single leaf from a tree they couldn't even pick up a single grain of dust from Govardhan Hill. That's Krishna. Achintya Shakti. Inconceivable potency. And this was all happening by his Ladini Shakti. By the grace of Sri Radha. In fact, this was one of the secrets that people were discussing as Krishna was standing in his Giri-Tari form, is the gopis were thinking, because Sri Radha is glancing upon her with, with uh, glancing upon him with her love, she, through her love, is empowering him to lift the Govardhan hill.
And when Krishna finally put the hill down, Indra was humbled. He's, he's a good devotee, but sometimes devotees get distracted. And Krishna's mercy is sometimes he really has to crush us to bring us back. That's what he did to Indra. And Indra approached Sarabhi, a simple cow, to beg on his behalf to be forgiven. So for all of us, whoever we are, however much we know, to receive Krishna's blessing, we must, we must humble ourselves before those who Krishna loves. During Kartik is also Diwali, the day that Krishna stole butter and Mother Yashoda bound him with the rope of her love. The perfection of this Vatsalya Bhav is revealed in the month of Kartik. After Krishna was drinking the milk from Mother Yashoda, it boiled over and she ran because it was milk for Krishna. It was milk from very, very select cows that she would personally milk and personally grow the, the special grasses for just for Krishna's pleasure. And Krishna wanted to show we shouldn't put him aside for anything. He broke the butter pot and ate some. And then he went into another area and turned and, and climbed up a wooden grinding mortar and reached up to the ceiling where a pot of butter was hanging from ropes and started eating it. And he called monkeys. And the monkeys came and he was feeding the monkeys. And Yashodamai came with a little stick looking for him. And when the monkeys saw Yashodamai with the stick, they all ran away. <laughs> Krishna turned around and he saw his mother and jumped off the grinding mower and ran away. And she ran and he ran and she ran and he ran and she caught him. And he was crying. He was weeping. His limbs were trembling because he was so afraid of his mother. Please don't. I did it, I did it. But please don't put that stick down. And Yashodamai, when she saw Krishna was so afraid, she put this stick down. And Kunti Devi is remembering this in her prayers. Fear personified is afraid of Krishna. In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna shows his Virat Rupa the universal form. And even Arjuna was afraid when he saw that. Can you imagine seeing the Virat Rupa? All the planets and the sun and the moon and everything in the body of Krishna and flames coming out of his mouth and all the greatest warriors and all living beings being destroyed by his power of time. And that Virat Rupa is just a little manifestation, a temporary little revelation of Krishna. And here is the Swayam Bhagavan, Krishna, the original source of all manifestations, all incarnations. Queen Kunti is saying, 
He's weeping and crying and trembling in fear of his mother. <laughs> she's not a warrior. She's a little gopi. The Virat Rupa that was the greatest heroes with the biggest weapons. And Virat Rupa was eating them all. Yes, <laughs> devouring them all. And Yashoda is just holding a little tiny stick with no intention of even touching him with it. That is the power of her love. And just to protect him, she wants to tie him with a beautiful silk rope for tying calves because he was like her little calf. And it was two fingers too short. She got more rope and more rope until there was kilometers of rope. And still it was two fingers too short. Krishna's waist remained just like it was. And the rope was getting bigger. And ultimately, the gopis said, Yashodamai, it is not Krishna's destiny to be bound up with rope today. And she said, no, no, I must protect my child. And besides that, I want to see how much rope it takes to put around her. <laughs> and ultimately, she put the rope around him and tied him up. Krishna is bound. Krishna is conquered by the pure, intimate love of his devotee. This is Kartik. And Gopastami. Gopastami is the day Krishna is given the charge of the cows. For, for some years, he, was, he and his friends were taking the responsibility for the calves. And on Gopastami, 900,000 cows are put under his care. And Yashodamai, knowing this is very serious, she made a nice pair of shoes for Krishna. And Krishna said, unless you make shoes for all the cows, I cannot, I'm their servant, I cannot have something more than they have. 900,000 times four? Too many shoes. So he went barefoot. And Gopastami is the leela of Krishna taking care of cows and Krishna reciprocating. While he's taking care of cows, all the beautiful games he's having with the cowherd boys. They're playing hide and seek and they're playing with bale fruits like balls. And Every game that possibly could be originates in Krishna's play with his gopas. And um, in Chaitanya Bhagavata it describes beautiful prayers of how Krishna is defeated by his devotees. He's defeated by gopis. He says, I cannot repay you in a lifetime of Brahma. He's defeated by Yashoda. He's bound up by ropes. And he's like a little prisoner of Yashoda Mai. And when he's playing with the gopas, so many times they defeat him in their games. Just like 
the story of Pralambasura. He took the side of Krishna, and Krishna's side lost. Sri Dhamma wrestles with Krishna, and Krishna loses. And Krishna has to carry his devotees on his shoulders to show the whole world, I am defeated. So these are some of the beautiful festivals Radha Kund and Bahulastami appeared in the month of Kartik. The culmination of this Leela where Krishna, after killing Arista, Sura, Sri Radha and Gopi, say, we will not dance with you because you killed a bull. And he said, Anyways, my time's up. But to, to counteract the effects, he brought all the rivers and all the holy places to fill up his kund. And ultimately, Srimati Radharani, all the kunds came to her and said, we want to be in your kund. And that became Radha kund and Sham And Krishna explained that, that there is no place in all of existence more dear to me than you, Srimati Radharani, or your kund, which is filled with your love for me. Why is Kartik? None different than Srimati Radharani. Why her blessings so much infuse this month? Because this is especially that month in Vrindavan's Leela where so many Ras Leela, Govardhan Puja, Radha Kundastakam, Gopastami, all these wonderful, wonderful events which reveal the intimate loving exchanges of Krishna with his devotees are here. So any devotional service we do with this consciousness is specially blessed. And Srila Prabhupada, he also disappeared from this world to enter Krishna's Goloka Lila in the month of Kartik. is a special time in feelings of love and separation from Srila Prabhupada to be grateful that he has given us the greatest treasures which can all be realized by learning how to deeply um, appreciate the path of bhakti. There is no greater aspiration to be than to be the servant of the servant of the servant of the Lord. Because in that spirit, Krishna will be so pleased that we can remember him always. We can develop a real taste for hearing about him, speaking about him, and coming together with one heart to chant his holy.
What is the schedule? Oh, announcement schedule. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.